You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. My name, of course, is Alex Reamer, and you can find the show wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google, you know the drill by now. Download, listen, rate, subscribe. It is much appreciated. Have a big theme that I want to start off on the show this week, and then we'll get to our guest, our guest of honor, Henry McKenna, covers the Patriots and AFC East for Fox Sports. I chat with Henry about the changing perception around Bill Belichick. Yeah, Carnival Barkers like me are getting on Belichick this year for his disastrous offensive plan and a disastrous offensive performance of the Patriots and putting Patricia and, and judge in charge of Mac Jones and all that. But Hey, as I said, I'm a carnival barker. It's not new or unique for me to bash Belichick. What is unique and new though, are friends of Belichick, most notably Mike Lombardi saying this week in a video breakdown, the Patriots don't have an offense. They just run a bunch of plays. Wow. So in friends of Belichick, when ex players such as Kurt Warner, are saying he'd be bored to death playing quarterback here. Is the perception around Belichick really changing? I talked with Henry Kenna about that and many other Patriots and media notes coming up in a few moments. But the theme I want to hit on before I get to Henry are big name announcers, I think, regretting their decisions to chase the money. And maybe, at least in the case of ESPN, they're regretting handing out these big contracts. Of course, one of the big stories this NFL offseason was not only the quarterback musical chairs we saw happen around the league, but the broadcaster musical chairs. Mike Tirico was in at Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels was out. Al Michaels went to Amazon to head up its new Thursday night team with Kirk Herbstreet. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman out at Fox, in at ESPN, signing deals worth a combined $30 million annually. Kevin Burkhardt, Craig Olson moved into the number one spot on Fox. And where are we now with five weeks left in the season? As I said, I think regrets, there are a plenty. Al Michaels has sounded miserable all season, calling these horrific Thursday night games on Amazon. Uh, he even said to the Boston Globe's Chad Finn last week that he thinks the schedule has been a little soft, calling out the Panthers-Falcons game in particular. And if you watch the Patriots-Bills Thursday night, another miserable game, 24-10. Patriots were never in it. Al Michaels, you could, you, could, you could hear, you could sense the disdain just dripping from his voice, ripping the Patriots. Or not even ripping, because that implies that he was passionate about it. Just, just you could just taste the, 
you could feel the scorn emanating from his voice when the Patriots fumbled their timeouts at the end of the first half. Al Michaels saying it was very not New England-like. Mac Jones at the end, a particularly pathetic play where he's running all around like a chicken with his head cut off, then fires an incompletion to Kendrick Bourne. Al Michaels put in a dig that Mac Jones is running from here to Providence, getting the bill, the name of the Bills punter wrong, saying that Sam Martin, the Bills punter, didn't punt at all against the Patriots last season, getting quite a workout tonight with three kicks. And then Al Michaels was told that actually Sam Martin did not punt for the Bills last year. And then he laughed it off because what does it matter? The games suck anyway. So I think Al Michaels wanted to stay at NBC's Sunday Night Football. It's apparent that NBC pushed him out. Al Michaels is 77 years old, and they have that young buck, Mike Tirico, who's in his late 50s, waiting in the wings. I, I love high-level sports announcing. It's it's like politics, right? I mean, Paul, uh, Congress is not the only gerontocracy uh, here in the U.S. Uh, Mike Tirico in his late 50s is viewed as you know the new young gun on the NBC team. But anyway, I think it's apparent that Al Michaels, if given his choice, would have stayed at NBC Sunday Night Football for the rest of his career. Why wouldn't he? It's the, they get the best games, Super Bowl every few years, et cetera. Um, but, it, but he was out. NBC, you know, I think pushed him out a bit due to his age. Then he goes to Amazon. And look, it's hard to feel bad for Al Michaels. He's earning reportedly $1 million per game. But still, you know, I don't think this is how he envisioned his career ending, calling these wretched games, sitting next to a wretched and vapid NFL analyst in Kirk Herbstreet, who clearly is not up on the product at all. Um, he has no chemistry with Herbstreet either. It's a very standard broadcast, despite the fact that it's on Amazon. They have the pregame show, the halftime show. They even have commercials. Um, and it's worse because you can't change the channel when you're locked in on streaming. Um, so... Yeah, I think it's fair to say that Al Michaels is not loving his decision right now. And, you know, I think it's fair to ask once this NFL season ends, will Al Michaels just say, eh, I've made enough millions of dollars in my career. I'm going to be 78 now. He signed a three-year deal with Amazon. Does he really want to be calling these lousy games into his 80s? Is that what Al Michaels really wants to do? And I know that legendary broadcasters seldom hang it up, right? Vin Scully was calling games into his 90s with the Dodgers. Go on down the line. These guys don't want to give up the limelight, but is Al Michaels even really still in the limelight? Judging by the way he's calling these Thursday night's games, and again, Bill's uh, Bill's Patriots last week, chief among them, just the disdain and distaste you, you hear in his voice and just how bored he sounds. Uh, I don't think he's enjoying this very much. And if I were Al Michaels, I would seriously think about stepping back and saying, I've had an incredible career, maybe the greatest career of all time for any sports broadcaster. I've made millions of dollars. Let me just slide into some sort of emeritus role with NBC, pop up a couple times a year, maybe, and then be done and enjoy my golden years rather than schlep all the way to, you know, uh, Carolina for some awful. Falcons Panthers Thursday night game and Al Michaels even said in that interview with the globe last week that he's built up a lot of great relationships around the league over the years but working the Thursday night game you get far less time with the teams than if you're working a regular Sunday or Monday night game and Al said he doesn't even enjoy that part he used to like talking with all the coaches players executives and can't do that really anymore either so I don't think Al Michaels is having fun you hear it in his work 
And if I were him, I would seriously consider hanging it up. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman obviously are not going to hang it up. They're still in the prime of their broadcasting careers. But it's interesting. ESPN Monday Night Football heading into the season. One of the things that I said and many others said was, well, maybe now with Buck and Aikman's presence, Monday Night Football on ESPN will have a bigger feel. And through the first couple weeks of the season, it did seem that way. And the ratings followed. But they've leveled off and leveled off big time since then. Uh, This past Monday, Tom Brady led another epic fourth quarter comeback, the 44th of his career, new NFL record. Viewership was still well below Patriots bills last year. Remember that horrible wind, snow, rain game where what? The Patriots attempted two passes, three passes all night and one. Well, 14.9 million people watched that game NFL week 13 last year. 11.27 million people watched Saints Buccaneers this past Monday night, despite, again, another epic fourth quarter comeback from Tom Brady. Um, So ratings were down by millions of people compared to week 13 last year. And overall, Monday Night Football viewership has now declined in eight of the last 10 weeks. The full season average 13.4 million viewers is roughly on par with last year, but on par does not mean better. And as I said, ratings declining in eight of the last 10 weeks. And what was the highest rated NFL game uh, of all time? Regular season game? It was Cowboys Giants on Thanksgiving. And who was calling that? Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. Not the names like like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. So I think it shows you right there that huge names in broadcasting. And you don't get any bigger than Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. uh, They do not bring the eyeballs. And it makes you wonder... $30 million annually between the two. Is that the best money spent for ESPN? Mm, If I were Fox, it'd be a little, I would not be feeling as good. But my $375 million commitment to Tom Brady. Let me just say that. John Heyman probably does not feel very good about uh, (laughs) his week so far. He tweeted a couple days ago that Arson Judge signed with the Giants before deleting it and then saying Aaron Judge is signing with the Giants before deleting that and saying he actually has not heard from the Giants. And then we found out Wednesday morning that Judge re-signed with the Yankees, nine years, $360 million, largest contract ever given to a free agent in Major League Baseball. Um, people have been making fun of Heyman. That's what happens when you get something like this wrong and you add in a typo on top of it, Arson Judge. But I think from a big picture standpoint, what I find interesting about this little Heyman storyline and other things like this is, you know, 15 years ago, maybe even as recently as 10 years ago before, well, every reporter was on Twitter in 2012, but so let's go 15 years ago. If you were a major MLB insider, let's just say, and you got the biggest free agent signing of the off season dead wrong as John Heyman did, uh, that's something that usually would stick with you. But now that's not the case because you're tweeting dozens of times a day and there's all these aggregators out there looking to pick up the content. I mean, John Heyman, if he tweets on Thursday about, uh, you know, Xander Bogarts or whomever, or he's hearing this rumor, that rumor, he's still a legitimate name. Everybody's going to follow that. His arson judge tweet is not going to impact how seriously his reports are taken. So that used to be the greatest fear of these insiders, right? 
the greatest fear was getting the story wrong. Now the greatest fear is getting the story last. Because if you do make a mistake, you're on to the next one in 30 seconds. It doesn't carry with you. All right. Henry McKenna, as I mentioned, good friend of mine. Always love catching up with him. He covers the Aves East for Fox Sports. After spending the last several years in the trenches covering the Patriots and receiving more than a few Belichick stare downs. So I talked to Henry, as I said at the top, about the changing perception around Belichick, whether Mac Jones is really dropping the subtle hints in his press conference about his unhappiness that many think he is, and what he's noticed covering other teams in the league after covering the Patriots for so long. That's coming up on the other side. It's a Sports Media Mayhem podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening.